Proclaim My Word in partnership with AM 1160 The Quest, Atlanta Catholic Radio, bring you Victory is in the Praise. The purpose of this Bible study is to help you live God's Word daily and help increase your faith and trust in Him. This show is made possible by listeners like you. To support Proclaim My Word, go to ProclaimMyWord.org and hit the donate button. You'll also find the link to register for the current study and receive the study guide at ProclaimMyWord.org. Thank you for your generosity in helping us evangelize by spreading His Word. Welcome to the Bible study entitled Victory is in the Praise, produced in partnership with AM 1160 The Quest, your Atlanta Catholic Radio. I'm Linda, and I'm here with Carrie Allen, the founder of Proclaim My Word, a ministry dedicated to helping us know God's Word so we can live His Word and have the courage to proclaim His Word, just as the opening theme song encourages us to do. Carrie, before we begin episode one titled, Why Praise God, will you lead us in the opening prayer that can be found in the practice guide? Sure. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. You, God, are my God. I earnestly seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My whole being longs for you. I have seen you in the sanctuary, beholding your power and your glory. Because your merciful love is better than life, my lips will praise you. I will bless you as long as I live. I will lift up my hands and call on your name. I will praise you and proclaim victory over my enemies. On my bed, I remember you. I think of you through the night, for you are my help. In the shadow of your wings, I sing for joy. My soul clings to you. Your right hand upholds me. Let all that is within me bless your holy name. I will bless you at all times. Your praises will continually be on my lips and in my heart, for you alone are worthy of all praise. All honor and glory belong to you, Lord, both now and forever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Carrie. If you download the practice guide, you can follow along with us as we go through the five episodes of Victory is in the Praise. It would be very helpful for you to answer the questions in the practice guide if you're able. If you haven't downloaded the practice guide but would like to, just go to ProclaimMyWord.org and register to download it. There is no cost to register or to download the practice guide. You can do this study either on your own by answering the questions in the practice guide and then listen to the podcast, or even better, if you can meet with a small group, listen to the podcast, discuss the questions, and then try praising God together using the praises from scripture or the litany of praises and listening to the recommended praise song in the practice section. And let me make a suggestion that when you're reading Psalms from the Bible, or if you're using the praises from scripture or the litany of praises, read them or pray them out loud. And it will help you hear what the psalmist is saying in a deep and more memorable way. Another really great advantage that comes from praying the psalms or the praises from scripture or the litany of praises out loud is that Satan can't stand to be where God is being praised. Any way you decide to participate in this practical study, you will be blessed. As it says in Luke chapter 11, verse 28, blessed are those who who hear the word of God and follow it. 
Amen. I'm curious, Carrie, how did you come up with the idea of doing a study on praise? And most especially, would you please share from where the title Victory is in the Praise originated? Well, that's a good question. As far as coming up with doing a study on praise, nothing spectacular happened. I just kept sensing how important it is to praise God and that he wanted us to praise him more now than ever before because there's such great power in praising him. And the more we praise him, the more we trust him. And we can always deepen our trust in him. The title of the series came from an experience I had several years ago at a time when my family was going through a very difficult period. Some of the listeners might recall me telling this story in the past. It seemed like every time I answered the phone, it was bad news. So I decided I wasn't going to answer the phone anymore because, as I said, it seemed like every time the phone rang, it was more bad news, and I didn't want to hear any more bad news. So one Sunday evening after Mass, my husband and I were in the kitchen fixing dinner, and I was feeling really defeated at that time because there was someone in our life that was creating problems for my family. I felt powerless because I couldn't do anything to make the problem go away. I was giving this person all the power, and I was forgetting who really had all the power. I forgot who was in control and that he would see my family through this. So as I was standing at the kitchen that evening, the phone was on my right on the wall, so that should tell you how long ago it was. The phone rang, and without thinking, I forgot I wasn't supposed to answer the phone, but I did. I answered it. I said, hello. And the voice on the other end was a woman. And with a very joyful voice that I will never forget, said, the victory is in the praise. I was stunned. I started to say, who is this? And she hung up. I just stared at the phone for a moment trying to figure out who it was. The voice was so familiar, and yet it didn't sound like someone I knew personally. My husband saw me staring at the phone and asked me who had called, and I said, I don't know. Um, all she said was, the victory is in the praise, and hung up. I knew that message was for me, telling me not to give power to a person but only to God. And that power and victory is found in praising him through all circumstances. I never found out who the woman was on the phone, but I am convinced it was Mary, our mother, trying to tell me just to trust her son and keep praising him no matter what. Anyway, that's my story and I am sticking to it. <laughs> I did start praising God through my family situation. And although the problem didn't go away, it got me through it with hope that everything was in God's hands and it was going to be okay, even though I couldn't see how. We praise God in advance for the victory as if the battle has already been won. Because when we praise God, we recognize his power and trust that the battle belongs to him, and we know he never loses. 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verses 15 and 17 says, Fear not, 
and be not dismayed at this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. You will not need to fight in this battle. Take your position, stand still, and see the victory of the Lord on your behalf. What God is telling them and even us today is, don't be afraid. I will handle this. I am with you always, and I will never leave you. Just trust in me. The battle and the victory are mine. I believe that there's a battle going on right now. The evil one is trying to destroy our children, our families, our marriages, our world, and even our church. But we have a weapon, and that weapon is called praise. Several years ago, I was on a five-day silent retreat, and I met with my uh, spiritual director, Sister Carol. We met for one hour every day. I don't remember what I was supposed to be praying about that day, but I do remember that it was very difficult because every time I would try to quiet myself and pray, I would get an image of a ferocious, huge dog growling at me. Needless to say, it was very distracting. The next day, I told my spiritual director what happened, and she said, that's Satan trying to distract you and keep you from getting closer to the Lord. When that happens, just start praising God because Satan can't stand to be where God is being praised and he will leave. You see, praising God releases his power into our circumstances and it increases our faith and our trust in him. Even when our prayers aren't answered the way we expect or hope. And even when we don't feel his presence, he wants us to know that he will never leave us. You may not feel God's presence, but when you are praising God, Satan certainly does, and he can't stand it, so he leaves. When we praise God, we're not asking for an answer to our prayers. We praise him to deepen our relationship with him. We praise him to deepen our faith and our trust in him no matter what happens. Remember, praising God didn't change my circumstance, but it certainly got me through it. It takes faith to praise God, most especially when you're going through a difficult time in your life. There's a saying that people of praise are people of faith. The first letter of St. John, chapter 5, verse 4, says... For whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. I personally know how powerful praising God is, and that is truly where the victory is. That's why I believe this study on praise is so important right now. So people don't feel defeated and discouraged, so people aren't living in fear, but rather they put their trust in the only safe place there is, the divine will of God and the heart of Jesus. Carrie, it's great knowing that praising God brings victory in our lives, even though, as you say, it might not change the situation. What other reasons should we be praising God? Well, Linda, the number one reason we should be praising God is because he's worthy of our praise. Psalm 18, verse 3 says, I call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, and I am saved from my enemies. 
that verse alone tells us not only is God worthy of our praise, but also that it brings us victory because it saves us from our enemies. There are many verses in the Bible that tell us how worthy God is of our praises. So first and foremost, we praise God because he's worthy and because he deserves our praises. The ponder section in the study guide says, God is worthy of praise and praise benefits us too. When we praise God, we make room in our hearts and our minds for him to come in. Praise lifts our spirits and drives away the devil. So sing, dance, or lift your hands. Do whatever you can to praise the Lord. 1 Samuel chapter 16, 16, verse 23 says, Whenever the evil spirit from God was upon Saul, David took the harp and played it with his hand. So Saul was refreshed and was well, and the evil spirit departed from him. With his harp, David praised God. David's praising of God was a weapon which caused the evil spirit to leave Saul. David should be an example for all of us about what to do when we feel Satan distracting us or coming against us. Start to sing or say out loud God's praises and expect Satan to quickly leave. But there are other reasons to praise him. When, when we praise God, we're calling to mind and learning all of his attributes, such as he is wise and merciful and powerful and forgiving. He is trustworthy and always keeps his promises. He protects and saves us from our enemies. And I could go on and on. The Psalms are filled with his attributes. One thing you could do to learn more about God's attributes is to go through the book of Psalms and highlight every attribute and even record them in your journal. You know, there's a difference between knowing of someone and knowing someone. Praising God helps us know him personally and intimately and not just knowing about him. The more we know who our God is through praising him, the more our love grows for him. The more we love him, then we can't help but serve him. So you see, there are many benefits and blessings that come from praising God. We praise God for who he is, because he is good, because his loving kindness lasts forever, and because his faithfulness is everlasting. We praise God because he is the one true God, and there is no other God. He tells us to fill our mouths with praise. Psalm 145, verse 21 says, May my mouth speak the praise of the Lord, and may all flesh bless his holy name forever and ever. Praise also is the highest form of communication with God. It releases power in our lives. We don't praise God to feel good, but rather we praise him because it's an act of obedience and it's an act of surrender. Throughout scripture, we're instructed to praise God. Psalm 103 verse 1 says, Praise the Lord, O my soul. All my inmost being praise his holy name. Giving praise to God is not an obligation, but rather it's an opportunity 
to strengthen our relationship with Jesus and to allow the Holy Spirit to empower us with his gifts, the gifts that we need to be who he created us to be. The more we praise Jesus, the more our relationship with him grows and deepens and becomes not just a personal relationship, but an intimate relationship with him. We praise God for our sake and not for God's sake. God doesn't need our praises, but he knows that we need to praise him to experience his power and victory. When we praise him, we are blessed and it draws us closer to his presence. It also opens us to the magnitude of his love and it increases our faith. If you want more of God in your life, And if you want more grace in your life, make praising him a daily part of your prayer life. Listen to what the Catechism of the Catholic Church says about praise in Article 2639. Praise embraces the other forms of prayer and carries them toward him who is its source and goal, the one God, the Father, from whom all things are and for whom we exist. I think that's an awesome statement that tells us the power of praise. Prayers of praise embrace all other prayers, which means prayers of petition, thanksgiving, blessing, and adoration and intercession are all bundled up together and carried to the throne of God the Father when we're praising Him. And I think that's awesome. The Psalms are filled with commands to praise God. Praising God is considered a sacrifice. As Psalm 50, verse 23 says, Those who offer praise as a sacrifice honor me. I will let him whose way is steadfast look upon the salvation of God. And verse 14 says, Offer praise as your sacrifice to God. Fulfill your vows to the Most High. Then call on me on the day of distress. I will rescue you, and you shall honor me. That's why victory is in the praise. So why is it a sacrifice to praise God? Well, because as I said before, when we're praising God, we're not asking him for anything. We're just praising him for who he is. The focus is entirely on him and not on us or our situation. It's easy to praise God when everything is going great. But it's a real sacrifice to praise him when we are walking through the fire. The best time to praise God is literally all the time. But most especially when we're facing trials in our lives or being tempted to go against his will. Praise makes room in our hearts for God's will to be done. We also praise God because it's our purpose as his child. As it says in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 12, We who first hoped in Christ have been destined and appointed to live for the praise of his glory. We who first hoped in Christ have been destined and appointed to live for the praise of his glory. You and me have been destined and appointed to praise him 
with our words and with our lives, all for his honor and glory. When we praise God, we are enabling him to work in our lives. We are willingly giving him control of our lives. We recognize that his power is greater than anyone or anything in the world. We are confirming what it says in the first letter of St. John, chapter 4, verse 4. Little children, you are of God and have overcome them, for he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. When I was going through my difficult circumstance several years ago, I forgot that verse. I was giving power to a person and not to God. But as I began praising him, I began giving him power in my life, and I stopped giving it to another person. His power, God's power, carried me through the circumstance. Even though things didn't change, I did. So when we praise God and even thank him during a difficult situation, it means that we accept the situation as being allowed by him for his divine purpose and his divine will. We may never know what that purpose is, but we trust in his will and his perfect plan for our lives. And we believe that what he wants is best for us, even if it brings us pain. In other words, by praising God, we're saying, Lord, I don't understand why I'm going through this right now, but I will praise you knowing that you love me and want all good things for me. So instead of grumbling and complaining, instead of saying, why me, Lord? Start praising him. You've probably heard about the story in the book of Daniel about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the three Hebrew men who refused to worship the false gods of King Nebuchadnezzar, the king of the Babylonian Empire. Because of their refusal to worship him, he had them bound and thrown into a very hot, fiery furnace. This is what it says in Daniel chapter 3, verse 6, when they were thrown into the furnace. And they walked about in the midst of the flames, singing hymns to God and blessing the Lord. Now, they could have complained and grumbled to God, saying, Lord, where are you? We're about to be barbecued by this king. But they didn't. What did they do? They began blessing the Lord and singing his praises. Now that's faith. In fact, one of the three men was heard praying in the midst of the flames. So what did God do? He sent a fourth man, someone who looked like a son of God, who drove the fiery flame out of the furnace so the flames never touched them. Well, what if God hadn't sent someone to put out the fire? What if they had died in the fire? Would it have been for nothing? No, not at all. If they had died, it would have been a heroic witness to their love and faith in the one true God. No matter what happened, they believed and had faith that they were going to escape death one way or another. While they were in the furnace, the three men praised and glorified God. 
And their prayer is recorded in Daniel 3, verses 52 to 90. Linda, would you mind reading it? It is so beautiful. Absolutely, Carrie. And if anyone likes to read along in their Bible, you can. But if you don't have it handy, I think you'll get to see some of the repetition in this praise. And feel free to do that if you're in your car listening. Blessed are you, O Lord, the God of our fathers, praiseworthy and exalted above all forever. And blessed is your holy and glorious name praiseworthy and exalted above all for all ages. Blessed are you in the temple of your holy glory, praiseworthy and glorious above all forever. Blessed are you on the throne of your kingdom, praiseworthy and exalted above all forever. Blessed are you who look into the depths from your throne upon the cherubim, praiseworthy and exalted above all forever. Blessed are you in the firmament of heaven, praiseworthy and glorious forever. Bless the Lord, all you works of the Lord. Praise and exalt him above all forever. Angels of the Lord, bless the Lord. Praise and exalt him above all forever. You heavens, bless the Lord. Praise and exalt him above all forever. All you waters above the heavens, bless the Lord. Praise and exalt him above all forever. All you hosts of the Lord, bless the Lord. Praise and exalt him above all forever. Sun and moon, bless the Lord. Praise and exalt him above all forever. Stars of heaven, bless the Lord. Praise and exalt him above all forever. Every shower and dew, bless the Lord. Praise and exalt him above all forever. All you winds, bless the Lord. Praise and exalt him above all forever. Fire and heat, bless the Lord. Praise and exalt him above all forever. Cold and chill, bless the Lord. Praise and exalt him above all forever. Dew and rain, bless the Lord. Praise and exalt him above all forever. Frost and chill, bless the Lord. Praise and exalt him above all forever. Ice and snow, bless the Lord. Praise and exalt him above all forever. Nights and days, bless the Lord. Praise and exalt him above all forever. Light and darkness, bless the Lord. Praise and exalt him above all forever. Lightnings and clouds, bless the Lord. Praise and exalt him above all forever. Let the earth bless the Lord. Praise and exalt him above all forever. Mountains and hills, bless the Lord. Praise and exalt him above all forever. Everything growing from the earth, bless the Lord. Praise and exalt him above all forever. You springs, bless the Lord. Praise and exalt him above all forever. Seas and rivers, bless the Lord. Praise and exalt him above all forever. You dolphins and all water creatures, bless the Lord. Praise and exalt him above all forever. All you birds of the air, bless the Lord. Praise and exalt him above all forever. All you beasts, wild and tame, bless the Lord. Praise and exalt him above all forever. You sons of men, bless the Lord. Praise and exalt him above all forever. O Israel, bless the Lord. Praise and exalt him above all forever. Priests of the Lord, bless the Lord. Praise and exalt him above all forever. Servants of the Lord, bless the Lord. Praise and exalt him above all forever. Spirits and souls of the just, bless the Lord. Praise and exalt him above all forever. Holy men of humble heart, bless the Lord. Praise and exalt him above all forever. Hananiah, Azariah, Mishael, bless the Lord. 
praise and exalt him above all forever. For he has delivered us from the netherworld and saved us from the power of death. He has freed us from the raging flame and delivered us from the fire. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good for his mercy endures forever. Bless the God of gods, all you who fear the Lord, praise him and give him thanks because his mercy endures forever. And that awesome prayer of praise is what King Nebuchadnezzar heard coming from the men in the furnace that was filled with flames, but it never touched them because they were truly on fire for the Lord. Because of the faith of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the king and his nation were converted to the one true God. Their faith was such a tremendous witness to the king that he began blessing and praising the one true God. Can't you just imagine that scene? If you want to learn more about praising God, especially when you're going through the fires of life, you might want to read that prayer out loud that was heard while these men were in the fiery furnace. Also, to help make it easy for you to praise our Lord, we have included in the practice guide praises from Scripture and a litany of praise for you to become more familiar with the names and the titles and the attributes of God. That's great, Carrie. Are there any other reasons that we should be praising God? Well, yes, I think there are several. I've come up with 12 more reasons to summarize why we should be praising God. The first, praise is an act of obedience and surrender to the will of God. Second, praise is an unselfish prayer to the Lord. Third, praise breaks down the walls that are barriers to God's grace. Four, praise creates a spirit of joy, peace, and hope. Fifth, praise opens us up to God's power and grace. Sixth, praise increases our faith and trust in the Lord. Seventh, praise makes us more grateful to the Lord for all of his blessings. Eighth, praise brings victory and defeats evil. Ninth, praise breaks down negativity in our lives. Ten, praise helps us to realize our dependence on God. And eleventh, praise draws God's loving presence into our lives and into our circumstances. Twelfth, Praise helps us die to ourselves and become more like Christ. And don't forget the main reason why we praise God. Because he is worthy and deserves our adoration and praise. If you want more of God in your life, start praising him. If you want a deeper relationship with Jesus Christ, start praising him. If you want more gifts from the Holy Spirit in your life, start praising him. That's a great summary, Carrie. I really appreciate that. And just a reminder that you're listening to AM 1160, The Quest, your Atlantic Catholic radio. And the if you've listened to our podcast in the past, you will uh, know that we do proclaim my word unplugged. And so this is a time that I get to ask Carrie questions that probably are in your mind as well. So it's it's a open open mic time. And so the first question I want to ask you, Carrie, because you had so many great points, is you talked about being in the battle. And there was, I think, a quote that you read that we don't know our position in the battle. Right. Talk a little bit about that and how that 
impacts with praise? Well, sometimes God puts us in a position or a place that we don't understand why we're there, but we accept it because he's put us there. And we don't know what what kind of blessing will come from that, either for us or for somebody else. Mm-hmm. So we may not understand it, but we accept it because it's his will. And then the other thing, too, I think you kind of mentioned this, is that sometimes it could be a battle that we're totally in and it's about us. But the Lord's not asking us to fight it in the way that's the, of the flesh. Exactly. Exactly. Because when we try to fight it in the flesh, then we're trying to control the situation. And um, I have, of course, my own issues with wanting to control things, <laughs> but which I think many of us do because we want to solve the problem or create the solution to the problem. And we may not have the answer. So praise helps us turn it over to him and say, I don't have a solution to this, God. So I'm giving it to you. This is your battle. So that's a good point because you talked about Saul and David and I would say you could see the contrast between those two, just like what you just said. Right, right. Saul was very much one to take care of things, and he got impatient and did things he wasn't supposed to do. And here comes David playing the harp. <laughs> right. Well, Saul was very distressed, mm-hmm. and David saw it. So to help bring Saul back into God's grace, so to say, he started playing music for him, and he started praising God. And Saul returned to his calmness and to where he was supposed to be because Satan left. Yeah. Satan left. And it's also, if you think about it with David, when he got called up, so even Jesse didn't even think of him being a person that be when he becomes king. Yeah. When he was out in the shepherd fields, he was probably doing a lot of praising when he was out there. Probably he he didn't just pick up the harp later or um, any right. musical talent, he was out there praising the Lord. Right. Yeah, David always had a heart for God, mm-hmm. even when he was a shepherd boy. And that's why he was called on to be king. So you're right. When he was out there with the, the, the sheep as a shepherd, he was praising God mm-hmm. in the quiet and the solitude. You could just hear it in the silence of the night, him singing and praising God. It would have been nice to be one of his sheep, wouldn't it? Absolutely. Maybe that's why we count sheep when we're trying to go to sleep. (laughs) Exactly. And why so many in the book of Psalms, so many are attributed to David because that was a history for him. Most of them are attributed to David. Yeah, that's wonderful. So one other thing that you had spoken about, which I think it's interesting because we had the catechism verse, but that the highest form of communication with God is praise. And then the catechism was about kind of it bundling up together all of our prayers. Right. But it's probably one that we do the least. Well, yes. And I don't want to get ahead of myself uh, because this will be coming up later. But I think we praise him more than we think we do in the sacrifice of the mass. Mm. So, which we will talk about more. Okay, later. that's good. And then, and then the idea here, I think the information you gave lets us know that there's a lot of reasons to be praising. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Probably many more reasons than we're even aware of, mm-hmm. which again, we'll talk about in a later episode. So a question on the making room in our hearts and our minds. So what happens when we start praising the Lord that opens up our hearts and minds. And this you could just talk about in your 
personal experience doing it. Yeah. Well, in the flesh, our hearts many times are filled with our situations, other people in our lives, our concerns, our worries. And as we start praising God, those worries and those complaints begin to dissipate and they make room for his grace to enter us. And it's that's what's so wonderful about praising God is that it, it really takes the focus off us and places our total focus on him, loving him, praising him, worshiping him. Yeah, because when we have some bad news come or something that really trips us up or a bad experience that happens out of nowhere, immediately we focus on the problem, but that's probably the time that we're most called to look upward. Yes. And I think praise, now that I'm thinking about it, if you have a, a practice of praise as yes, a regular yes, part of your day, yes. it's easier to go back to it. It's like if you think of using scripture, if you've studied scripture and you know some scripture, then when you have something bad happen, you can quote scripture because exactly. you've had it before. Exactly. That's why it's important to to memorize some verses, especially in the Psalms that you can, and again, we talk about this later on in another episode, um, about using a, a particular praise that you can relate to, that you go to immediately, that you don't have to think about. You just automatically go to it. Good. So we'll look forward to getting that. And then in terms of fear, so taking about that it dissipates fear, when we're fearful, because I think especially in this day and age, there's a lot of things to be fearful of. Every day seems like a new thing. Mm-hmm. What is it that we typically do when we're in a state of fear, and how does praise kind of arrest us from that? Well, fear, I, I believe, puts us in a um, almost a, a frozen state where it can keep us from doing anything that is constructive, helpful. we just almost frozen in our fear, and praise helps ma- melt that ice that fear creates um just like the praising that melted the fire in the fiery furnace um it's hard not to fear when we get bad news or or something a difficult situation it's hard not to not to fear but it's okay to tell god lord i'm afraid i need you but i trust you and that's what the psalmist did. They went through, at the beginning of many psalms, you'll hear them lament and saying, God, where are you? Where are you? But at the end, they say, but Lord, I know you're here. I know you're here. And that makes all the difference because it's sometimes we just need to stop that freight train going down the, the track that we just start right. worrying and fearful right. and trying to solve. We need to do something to pull us back to remember all the things that God's done for us That's and how right. great he is, all the attributes like you mentioned about him. And Satan wants to keep you there. Mm-hmm. And that's what praise, it sends Satan away. So you said something that I loved and speaking about the evil one, that our destiny is to praise. That's why we were created. So it makes perfect sense that the evil one would definitely want to keep us from our exactly because it was pride that got him into so much trouble and it's pride today where he believes all that glory and praise should have gone to him ah yes 
mm-hmm. but how foolish he is. You know, Satan, we know how wise Lucifer was, but he, he couldn't have been too wise. Yeah, it was just mis- is totally it misdirected. Just, totally. His pride just got the better. He should, he should have never stopped praising God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if he had praised him, would have stayed on the right track, <laughs> speaking of the freight train. So one thing that you, the image you used was a ferocious dog mm-hmm. that you were trying to pray, and then you got this image, this distraction. Right. And the sister was so astute to be able to tell you. So what's your advice when there's certain distractions or has that happened to you since then in different examples? Oh, yeah. I think it happens all the time. Um, and, and obviously when that happens, I go to my my special praise phrase mm-hmm. and uh, I start saying that over and over again until it leaves. Yeah, so you don't, you're not threatened, threatened by it or fearful of it. You just kind of expect that, hey, this is a typical distraction. Yeah, if it doesn't catch me off guard, <laughs> you know, sometimes it'll catch you off guard and you want to get in there and fight, but then you remind yourself, okay, this is not my battle. Mm-hmm. This is not my battle. It's yours, God. Yeah, that's got, kind of reminds you of the book of Daniel, another part where it's a prestige of age. Yes. After you've been doing this a while, you realize like, oh, here we go again. That's my tendency to jump in and manhandle it uh, with my own power versus focusing on the Lord. Then the, uh, the other uh, uh, nice comment that you made, you talked about the attributes and to go through the book of Psalms and to look up the attributes of God. Mm-hmm. When you do that, what can we expect happens when we actually go and do that work? Well, you begin to understand in a deeper way who God is because a lot of times we know about him but we don't know who he really is and that's what the praising helps us do it's like you can go through the litany of praise and just go down through it and you you read it and you see God you are my strength you are the way of life you are real life you are my counselor you are the light of the world you are the living word you are the bread of life and you just go through the litany of praise and you realize what an awesome God we serve. And how powerful he is how in so many ways. Yeah. 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 And that, and that we need to represent ourselves too. That's right. That's, I think, in the morning offering. So as soon as the alarm goes off or if I wake up beforehand, I often say the Our Father or I do the sign of the cross. But I think praising, that would be a great thing to just say right there to right. at least a couple of the attributes of the Lord. Or names of the Lord. Yep. Um, a lot of times I'll say before getting out of bed is, Lord, may I bring you honor and glory in everything I say and do today. Praise God. Yeah. And I think you brought one thing that brings up something someone told me recently. And I read in another uh, Bible that it's basically we can get addicted to the candy man part of God oh, or the right. candy, the can, I'm sorry, the candy part of God right. versus like actually wanting to know the one who gives the candy. Right. Yeah. And the same is, is, you know, we, we want to see his hand, what he's giving us versus his face right. and who he is and yes. really get to know him and look at him face to face. And I think that's one of the things I've seen in my life. When I praise the Lord, it opens me more up, even though I don't even realize it, that later on if I receive some correction or guidance from the Lord Mm -hmm. that I feel like I'm more receptive because I feel like it's coming from a loving my loving God versus 
feeling like I'm being picked on. Right. And we extend our hands wanting to get all of his gifts and all of his blessings, but he's waiting for us to extend our hands and lift them up to him, Mm -hmm. taking our praises up to him. So we lift our hands, not just to receive, but to give. So in that vein, praise and gratitude are very kind of closely. Very close, very close. Yeah, talk a little bit about that because I think there's probably people listening and saying, I don't know if this study applies to me. I'm not one to praise. I'm not a good singer. So you think it's just singing or whatever it might be. But gratitude is something that all of us can do. Absolutely. And you'll find that the Psalms are also filled with, that's why they're called Psalms of Thanksgiving also, Psalms of Praise and Thanksgiving, which again is uh, coming up in a later episode. But we have so much to be grateful for. And by praising God, we become even more aware of his goodness, his kindness, and his mercies that sometimes I think we take for granted until we start thanking him. Someone once told me, what if God took away everything from you that you weren't grateful for? Oh, Hmm. (laughs) now that's scary. (laughs) Now that's scary. Think about it. The first thing I thought of was my hair. I thought, well, I wouldn't want him to take away my hair. So Lord, I thank you that I have hair on my head. Mm -hmm. No offense to anyone who doesn't have hair on their head. But think about all the things you haven't thanked him for. There are a lot, a lot of things that we take for granted. It, that is very true. And it makes me think of, this is kind of an odd analogy, but I think it makes sense. At least to me it does. So we'll see. But I had this real problem with forgetting to turn off the stove. Oh. And I, it only happened like a couple times, but it's enough to sort of get your attention because mm-hmm. you think, oh, goodness, if I hadn't realized it right away. So one thing I did, and I I said, you know what? When I turn off the stove every time, I'm going to say off. Uh-huh. I'm going to uh-huh. say it out loud. Mm-hmm. And what made me think and tie it to what we were just talking about is when I've seen in my own life where I've kind of been forgetful about the gratitude that I should have, that I've made in certain circumstances when I can do it, I will start thanking God for something because I'm so thankful. And then I immediately say, I need to get on my knees Mm -hmm. and -hmm. thank him. I like want to really interrupt my day to really say thank you. And I need it. It's not for him. No. Because he knows sitting and standing and everything. He knows it all. I need to get on my knees so I can, again, like saying off on the, on the switch on the stove, Mm -hmm. I need to lock it into my brain and remind myself and change my own posture. Right. Also, getting down on your knees, lifting up your hands, humbles you. Yes. And praise humbles us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you go into the large cathedrals in Europe or the basilicas in, the, in this country, you look around, and even if someone doesn't think anything of God, doesn't care about any of it, just want to visit for the historical value, you see them getting up and just looking around. They yeah. feel the smallness. Right. Something right. reacts to us. Right. Yeah, so I want to, you mentioned Psalm 103. And uh, there's many parts of that, but I believe that's the one the Lord is kind and merciful. And I wanted to say this. My godson sent me that psalm, what, the main verse, in coloring uh-huh. as a picture. And I put it up on my refrigerator. It's been there for years. 
So that has been really good for me because I see it and to see it from a child's viewpoint, Mm -hmm. the Lord Mm -hmm. is kind of merciful. It really opens me up when I see that it reminds me again of the attributes of God. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what praising does. Mm -hmm. It tells you who your God is and who you are in relationship to him. It also tells you the depth of his love for you. Exactly. Which I'm not sure we don't need to hear that more today, how much he loves us. Yeah, they say that you can never hear that enough or know that Mm -hmm. enough. And when you look at his attributes... So nothing against icons because icons are beautiful right, and right. things that bring us bring to mind um, God. But when we see His attributes, it really is getting to know Him in a different way. And we could spend months just contemplating one of the attributes. That's right. That's right. It could do a lifetime and never fully know. That's absolutely correct. And then you had mentioned um, act of surrender. Mm-hmm. When we praise Him, we surrender. How do how does that happen? <laughs> a lot. It happens over and over and over again. Uh, at least at least I keep surrendering and then take it back and surrender again. But um, I love the surrender novena that uh, says, um, "Jesus, I surrender everything to you. I, Jesus, I surrender myself to you. Take care of everything." Now, telling God to take care of everything is not easy because we want to jump in there and help him. Now, sometimes he might want us to help, but then he'll let us know. I'm not saying we never do anything, but what we do is we listen for his voice. Praising helps us to hear his voice as well, and it helps us to surrender so we're not always doing things our way. Um, I've I've said before in the past, the theme song for hell is I did it my way. Um, and we're called to do it his way. We're called to live his will. And we, we, we can discover that through the praises. Yeah, and you gave the perfect, such a wonderful part from Scripture, which is the, the three men and there was a fourth like a son of God. Right. The yeah. fiery furnace. Right. So the two things that really have always struck me on that particular passage, which I love, is... And I think I'm going to take up what I read as the the blessing, the prayer of, of praise to do that myself more often, mm-hmm. because I think it ties to that imagery of these you know, three men and what they did. And the two things that hit me is that it said, didn't even smell like smoke. Right. So they, it wasn't even they just got singed lightly or they didn't get burned. No, they didn't even smell like smoke. And mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but if you've ever been around a fire pit... You can be like for two minutes and you come out and you have to like right. wash all your clothes because you smell so strongly. Right, right. And the second was they weren't just saying those words like I did. They were actually singing hymns. They were hymns. singing. Mm-hmm. They were singing. Yeah. So any uh, thoughts on that of those two uh, points? I just think that whole prayer is amazing because to think of these men and they didn't know if they were going to die, if they were going to be burnt alive. And all they could do was praise God for everything, every little creature, everything in nature. They couldn't stop praising him for everything. And so it makes me think, well, what am I praising him for? Just the good that he does for me? Or do I praise him for the good that I see that he does for everyone, not just me? 
and and their example i think was just amazing their faith that converted the king and a whole nation and that's what our faith can do yeah and they said whether our god saves us or not right, right they still so that would have the, died praising him that's the surrender that's surrender to divine will and they said that very explicitly, and that's one of the things that the king was shocked at because right. the assumption is that everyone just wants your your outcome. Right, and if you suffer enough, then maybe you'll give in and you'll worship me and not the one true God, but that didn't happen. Yeah, and they didn't even smell like smoke. And they didn't even smell like smoke. Yeah, so that's the image I'm going to take from from this episode because I think that one is such a good visual. And your last point that you're, or one of the later points you made, but I think it's kind of the a good thing to take as we go into the study is we praise him. One of the main reasons is to experience power and victory. That's right. And I think that is something that's lacking. That's right. That was such... Um, an impactful experience for me when I heard that woman's voice on the phone. It was like, I mean, she could have thrown a bucket of ice water on my head and it wouldn't have gotten my attention anymore. It was like, why are you giving your power away to a person? Don't you know where your real power lies? And I've never forgotten it, obviously. This was many years ago. And that's why I really believe praising God is so important. Because today, I think, when we hear things happening on the news and social media, we may see our power dissipating. It doesn't matter what happens to our power as long as we're hanging on to His power. So that no matter what we see happening, no that he's protecting us and that it's his power. That's great. And it's his battle. That's great. His power, his battle. His so, pa- Carrie, will you lead us in the closing prayer for this episode that everyone can find in their practice guides? Be happy to. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, I love you and I believe you are truly worthy to be praised and glorified. You are my rock and my fortress ever-present to protect and save me from my enemies. Even when I do not feel your presence, I know that when I call your name, you hear me, and you are always there, protecting me until I can return to you. I pray that my praises delight you and bring you joy as I learn to worship you every day of my life. Help me, Lord, to remember that you are the light in my darkness And no matter what happens, I can trust you in all things. For you are my shield, and your promises are true. Thank you for being my salvation and my stronghold. May your praises forever be on my lips and in my heart. Jesus, I trust in you, now and forever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Join Carrie and me. For our next episode as we continue to learn how praising God brings victory into our lives. Our next podcast will be episode two called What Keeps Me From Praising Him. In the meantime, please consider asking a friend or even an acquaintance to join us in this Bible study. It's a great way to share your faith and help others be blessed. Also, until next time, try to find as many reasons as you can to praise God and even write them down. And remember what the Lord said in two Chronicles, don't be afraid. I will handle this. I am with you always, and I will never leave you. Just trust in me. The battle and the victory are mine. 
So never forget all of the benefits and the blessings that come from praising God. When you praise God, you're giving him all the power and you are defeating evil. Even when you don't understand why you're walking through a fiery furnace, make a commitment to make praising him part of your daily prayer life. Trust that he will rescue you because you belong to him and you trust him and that he wants all good things for you. So instead of worrying, complaining, or living in fear, instead of saying, why me, Lord? Start praising him and remember, the battle belongs to him and he always wins. And that's why victory is in the praise. This has been Victory is in the Praise, a Bible study in partnership with Proclaim My Word and AM 1160 The Quest. This show is made possible by listeners like you. If you like what you heard, please consider supporting Proclaim My Word. Just go to ProclaimMyWord.org and hit the donate button. You'll also find the link to register for the current study and receive the study guide at ProclaimMyWord.org. Thank you for your generosity in helping us evangelize by spreading His Word. This has been a production of AM 1160 The Quest, your Atlanta Catholic Radio.